There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. You know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Crocs, clogs, and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort and creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. Do you want to boost the economy like Taylor Swift? Do you want to run a business empire like Rihanna? Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Intuit helps you take control of your finances through products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it. Look, man. There. Oh, I see. Wow. Oh, my. Oh, and look over there. Wow. Is that Ooh. culture? Oh, yes. My goodness. Oh, wow. Yeah. Las Culturistas. Ding dong. Las Culturistas calling. Day 10. We hit the double digit. We officially entered double digit territory one of three double digit episodes oh yes and um that's the thing is i think that it's a huge moment in anyone's life when they hit the double digits for the first time um (laughs) and uh you know this this series is sort of doing that and so it should be celebrated in the way i was celebrated when i became 10 years old which was my parents got me tickets to see mariah carey at madison square garden that was my first concert ever and it came on my 10th birthday because it was double digits. And that's huge. Was that not one of, didn't you know at the time that that would be and was the best day of your life? One of the best days. I don't think any person has ever had a gayer reaction to me (gasps) opening up the envelope that was Mariah Carey Madison Square Garden tickets. And we should say they were absolutely horrendous seats, but it didn't matter because (laughs) it was my first concert ever. And it was the Heartbreaker tour where I knew the whole gig was Mariah was going to be facing off with Ms. Bianca. Uh, so this was but, huge. Wow. You know how this like a kingmaker? This was like a queer maker. This was like queer making event. Queer maker. 
my parents were the queer makers in that moment. They mm-hmm. solidified what was already sort of chemically brewing. Yes. And all because double digits, quote unquote, are a big one. Uh, we've brought this up uh, many times throughout the podcast, but I, th- I think very fun thoughts when I think of you as a child and thinking, oh, goodness, what what would life have been like if we had found each other at that age? Would we have been friends? I think we would have. I think we definitely would have. Because I, correct me if I'm wrong, but you were like an outdoors kid. Not really. No. In a, in a, you weren't like riding bikes? Not, not in the way that you are that you would associate with someone growing up in Colorado riding bikes. Then you know what we would have been? Video game friends. We would have been. But you don't like video games. No. As a kid, oh, I was obsessed with video games. My, I, I had the classic mother that was like, you know what? You can't, no video games. <laughs> That was all she could say to me to ruin my life. Very classic mother. You know what? You're punished. <laughs> That's what she would say. You're punished. You're punished. That's what she would always lead up to it by saying, oh, you know what? what? You're punished. You're punished. And I just go, no! And I would say, what is it? What's the punishment? She'd say, you can't do video games. And I go, ah! <laughs> How would she enforce that? She would take the the console away? (laughs) I just wasn't allowed to go down there and do that. See, this is like a a fun and interesting difference. You had maybe, I'm going to say, let me just go out. This might not be true. In fact, I Mm. don't even think it is. Well, I'll correct you if you're wrong. I'll gather you right up. If you say something (laughs) wrong about my family, if you you come from my family, I'll gather you right up. I'm not saying something wrong. I'm putting you on notice. No. Oh, this is for the purposes of this. Okay. Let's say your parents are less strict than mine. Okay. And yet whenever they would be strict with you and be like, no, you're grounded, you're punished. Mm -hmm. You would actually obey them. Yes. But whenever my parents would say, my parents wouldn't let me watch Saturday morning cartoons for like a while. Mm hmm. Because they they said that it was like rotting my brain because I would get up at like nine and watch all my shows. All day. Yeah. All day, and they'd be like, "Oh my god, Bowen! It's it's ruining Bowen." Mm-hmm. They would lock the basement door, Mm-mm. and it was one of those like button locks that you press on the knob, right? Mm-hmm. And then on the other side, it's just that hole. Yeah. For the longest time, I couldn't figure out how to unlock it, but then I just took like a chopstick or something, or just like it was either a chopstick or wow. like, a needle or a nail. You were that defiant. So I was just like, I don't. I need to watch Digimon. I need to watch. Yu-Gi-Oh! I need to watch all my my kids WB, my Fox Kids programming, honey. And I would take like or like an Allen wrench and then I would just like unlock the door and an I would say, Allen wrench, girl? You were defiant. You were defying defiant. your parents. Yeah, I think that what's happening here is I think I had a scarier dad than you. <laughs> My dad's personality has changed so much from when I was uh-huh. younger. Like, especially like when I was in like um, elementary school, middle school, like I think it was probably the way he was disciplined, but it was sort of it. It was it was not I never never violence, but always just like threat based. It was yeah, like yeah. you better do this thing, and I was like, uh-huh. ah. and now it's so weird to even think about the fact that he was ever that way because he's mm-hmm. the most gentle person ever. Yes, but it's so interesting. Like, it, yeah, he's the, he's a sweetheart, but but he was you know. He was a strict parent. Like I was not allowed in high school to be drinking at all. Like I had a lot of social mm-hmm. friends that like their parents were like loose ab- about that, what whatever. But that kind of dad that was like, you may not do this, not even at family parties. That was my dad. I had a strict mm. dad in that way. And my mother was very like, that's what your father says. Mm. And she agreed. 
I I believe that because so that's why I would never defy them because it would be it would be scary. My I would I would sneak around them and then I'd lock the door again and pretend that I I never went down there. But then I times the times I would be caught it was like a a big blowout. Mm. But like same thing with the video games. Like my dad, the first console I ever owned because they never let me get an N sixty four or a Super Nintendo or anything. The first one I was able to get was in high school, and at that time the PS two had been out for years, and I was like, can I please buy a PS two? Fine. But then it got out of hand in his eyes, and so he hid the console mm. and then i spent like 45 minutes looking for it found it knew where he hid it every time and then just like would sneak out would sneak in or sneak around the house and like he hid it in like the little we had a section of the basement that was unfinished and i would go into that section know exactly where he hid it and then just play it plug it in this might be a controversial question for out. you in the moment but i just yes i don't think my house was big enough to pull anything like that off like i feel like my parents would never have that uh, they would have seen me doing it. I've seen your childhood house, though. No, but this I lived in a house before that. Oh, that okay. was like my major video game house, and I'm telling you, like that house was. N- There's no way I could have gotten away with that. So I think I you just see. had a big house, bitch. Honestly, if I'm ever gonna raise kids, on the off chance that I do, I gotta raise them in a tiny house. It cannot be too big because they get sneaky. Because they're gonna be sneaky like you are. They get sneaky. I need. I need to have my eye on them. Oh, and you you've grown up to become an even sneakier person. Yes. Sneaker. How what's your what's your parenting style gonna be? Well, if I have children, I think I'd actually be a very good parent. And I would try to be um hands-off about t- types of things that like just let the kid experience this, that, the other thing. But then mm-hmm. again, like, I don't know. because I, I feel like I'd be more scared for a child that I raise knowing what's out there because it's like worth being scared about. I don't know. I probably also will not have children. I probably won't. But my fear is that I will want to shape my child's personality in such a way that is ultimately destructive to their emotional health. Hmm. Like I see it now with parents where I'm just like, you are trying to make this kid a certain person just internally, not mm. even like, not even in like the way, like that's hard. Yeah. I'm just like, Hmm, you're grafting that onto them because it's what you want. And that's unfortunately like at the essence of every parenting mistake. I don't know. We should also say though, that there truly is no right way to do it. And it's also the hardest thing in the world. And w- w- who are, we're two childless faggots. <laughs> we are no one to see to judge at all. And I'm saying like, literally that's the reason I had to take the question again. I tried to answer it once and then had to take it again because it's, this confounds me so much. I have no idea what level of responsibility it takes to really give your attention a hundred percent of the time and resources a hundred percent of the time to another person. Like Mm -hmm. that's crazy and truly hats off. I just would not want to find out how I'm going to fuck up my kid. And I'm listing no. ways I think it could happen because I feel like I could commit any of them. Like parenting must be crazy hard. If you are, if, well, first of all, our, our reader parents, Doug says hardest, hardest job, job ever, ever in the chat. Doug, we love you. We love everything. Anytime you've talked about your your daughter, I think, well, Doug must be a great father. It's the it's the hardest thing. I don't in the doubt world. that at all. If yeah. you're a reader and you're a parent, uh, we love you. We love you so much. We love. <laughs> Everyone who has raised someone else in the world. We love you so much. We love everyone who's raised someone else in the world. We love you tonight.
I love the way you made worlds two syllables in a way. World. No, you you get you did world or, or world. I guess it wasn't. It's about two separate syllables, and you changed the note, which I love. Sing, sing worlds, sing worlds. I can't, no, I can't do, it. I can't do, do it. The way you do, do it. it. No, no, no. Sing no. the I word did it world. Early. It will make. People I did feel it really earlier good. when you didn't prompt me. Bowen, if you sing the word world right now, it's gonna bring peace. Do it. World. See, and then, and that was bad, and that was bad because I was on the spot. I was put on the spot. You know what was one of the best moments in the world? Our 10th day of culture. Our 10th day of culture was a day that was a moment that was one of the best in the world. I agree. And it solidified something that we all had been feeling. Yes. But then was confirmed. And it was a moment that an institution that claims to be a gatekeeper, Mm -hmm. as they say in the biz, actually got it right. They actually got it right. This is... On, on the 10th day, day of, of culture, culture it, was. it was March 25th, 2001. Best, Best actress, Julia Roberts. Roberts. The, the Oscars, Oscars get, get it right, right for, for once. once. Wow. Again, this is where we, we might be revisiting some themes on the podcast. We've talked about Aaron Brockovich with Hunter Harris on our mm. own independently. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite movies of all time. Look, this isn't just about Aaron Brockovich, which has been covered ad nauseum on this podcast. This is this is one of the greatest films. We know it. We love it. It's one of the great star turns in yes. you know movie star history, let alone best actress history. This is about the the moment being met with the occasion and mm. the Oscars getting it right for once, and no one disagreeing. Universal praise. Universal praise. But it wasn't a moment of anyone going, I don't know about that. It was a moment that unified the world in a (laughs) way we hadn't seen really since, I think. Since the Nazis lost. I think since the Nazis lost the war. I Do you remember that dress? Do I remember that dress? Do you remember her date, Benjamin Bratt? (laughs) <laughs> I had seen Miss Congeniality. Oh, I had seen it several times. And we love that she had such a handsome date on her arm. Who, you know, did they make it? Certainly not. Certainly not. But did I believe they were in love that night and nothing would ever come between them and the support that he gave her? No. This is one of my favorite movies, as I've said. It's also, I think, one of the best movies based on a real person <laughs> you know and a biographical movie biopic yes. as they as they call a those. biopic as they say a genius one and really it does what biopics i think should do more which is not try to tell the entire life of a person but take right. a defining moment in their life and let that speak volumes about who they are okay there you go this there you go should be the biopic way like for example, you know, you could co- you could call. I don't know what's what's one that was. Oh, my week with Marilyn. Did you see that? I with Michelle unfortunately Williams. Did not. But I see heard this it was is wonderful. this this is just like a moment in her life. But I think the film captures who she was and what her pre- life's predicament was quite well. Mm. And I feel that this Aaron Brockovich of it all did that very same thing. You had Albert Finney. You had oof. Aaron Eckhart. You mm. had 
so many, so many wonderful, wonderful actors. Oh my God, you had the woman, the woman with the red hair, who was in Miss Cristina Farrell. Oh wait, yes, the red-haired woman who was in what else was she in? She was in Two Wrong um, Feet and Fucking Ugly Shoes. This the woman Two in Wrong that Feet scene. and Ugly. Okay, hold on. Our, our, some of our readers probably know this. They're screaming. They're, <gasps> she was in Brandy Cinderella. Yes, one of the sisters yes. in Brandy Cinderella was the one who was. Listen, I just think we've gotten on the wrong foot here. She has like an iconic name, Priscilla. No, that's wrong. Hold on, our readers know this. Hunter Harris, if she's listening, is yelling at us through her Substack. Vian Cox, Minerva. Anna, you're just saying names. Yeah, Anna, you're just saying names. Teresa! Teresa! Okay, I'm sorry, but that was worth it. Teresa is a huge, annoying lady name. Karen is taken off, but Teresa, that's a real white woman we need to fear. Teresa. And and readers who are named Teresa, we mean that in in the way that the name conjures up a feeling in a movie. In the... the, Structure of a movie. You see? You understand. There's two women and you have to choose one of them that you like more. Aaron, Teresa. No, we love Aaron. We love Aaron. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And you know who's famously named Teresa? Ms. Mother Teresa. And still, we're on this podcast saying what we're saying and I don't think either of us are backing down. No, but then you have people like Teresa May and we're not going to ever say we like her. No. Are you kidding me? No, no, no. No. Sorry. Teresa Caputo? Get lost. No, get lost. Aaron Brockovich, I just think it's just like every scene Julia nails it. It's crazy. Yes. And because of this, we look to the Oscars to sort of put the stamp of approval. Yes. And um, this is, I think, what this actually honestly is when I think back to my childhood and when I got obsessed with the Oscars, this was like the perfect moment because as mm-hmm. a kid, you know, there weren't too many celebrities when we were that age. It was like the big ones were the big right, ones. Right. And Julia Roberts was the biggest celebrity. So was for her biggest. to win an Oscar for a movie where she was doing all that, mm. it was it was a again, queen making moment. So interesting to think about because a lot of people will say something like Julia Roberts is sort of the last Mm. big movie star actress and I don't think that's true Mm. I just think people are having enough distance now from the 90s to say that was such a bygone era that we'll never have again but it's like in Julia Roberts in the 90s you were like we're never going to have an Elizabeth Taylor. It's like, it's just, this is just this. And like 20 years from now, we'll be like, gosh, we'll never have another Alicia Vikander or like Florence. P-. You know what I'm saying? Those are mm-hmm. weird examples, but you know, like. I buy Florence. I don't buy Alicia. I know. But, yeah. So I, yes. I, knew, I knew you'd say that. I don't register Alicia Vikander. I don't, I don't know her. And yet she has an Oscar. And yet did and the yet. Oscars, did, did the Oscars get that one right? Would you I, say? I would say no. I, I, I I would say no. Even not being able to remember what she looks like, or I think she, I think she won for the Danish Girl, which was like an Eddie Redmayne um, performance in which he played a trans woman, um, and she, I believe, won the supporting actress Oscar for that one. That one. Which, whatever. When it comes to travel, we all have that happy place. Whether it's the beach, ski slopes, couples getaway, or even a visit to that best friend you haven't seen in way too long, Matt. And Priceline wants to get you there for a happy price so you never have to miss a trip. 
Now, we all know we love to vacation together. We have various happy places. We love to go to Orlando, Florida. We love to go to Las Vegas, Nevada. We love to go to a beach anywhere. We love to go to Europe. But when we have truly traveled the world globally and domestically. My happy place is with my sister and any of those locations he just listed. And now, thanks to Priceline's VIP family feature, you can go to your happy place more often while earning deals up to five times faster with a group. When one person from the squad travels, everyone gets more deals, and you can even choose your own crew. It doesn't have to be your actual family. It could be your neighbor, your roommate, your mailman, anyone. The more you travel, the more you save. For me, I'm choosing Matt Rogers. I'm choosing producer Becca. Yes. We're all going together, the Lost Cult family. So download the Priceline app today to save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your happy place with Priceline. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Well, spring is in full bloom. Are your finances blooming too? With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa credit card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments with no annual fees or interest. And if your credit scores grow, so could your opportunities for lower rates on loans, like for a car or a home. You know what I love about the Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card? What? There are no annual fees, interest, or credit checks to apply. Yes! You can use it everywhere Visa credit cards are accepted. Take back your finances. Build credit using your own money. Yeah. Did you know that with Chime Credit Builder that you can get paid up to two days early with direct deposit? I did. You can also overdraft up to $200 without fees with SpotMe when you set up a qualifying direct deposit. Just set up a qualifying direct deposit, sign up for SpotMe, and Chime will spot you up to your limit when you make a credit card purchase or cash withdrawal that exceeds your balance. With Chime's secure credit card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com forward slash culturistas. That's chime.com forward slash culturistas. Chime. Feels like progress. The Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card is issued by the Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Out of network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to chime.com slash disclosures for details. How riled up are we nowadays about the Oscars 
just getting it wrong and do we feel like there, there's just the cons it's not as bad as the grammys i don't think but oscars i feel like there's never there hasn't been a year in a while where everyone's like wow well parasite was was a moment where it was gotten right but i also feel like while I, this is the way i feel about the oscars and pretty much any major awards now it's like when they get it right i like to celebrate them and when they get it wrong i like to be like ah oh, well it's all fixed <laughs> <laughs> like when something is deserved and I feel like it's getting a moment, I love to celebrate that. And then when it's like a ridiculous thing that shouldn't happen, I'm like, well, for, I mean, fuck the whole thing anyway. Right. Like I can, I can devalue these major awards like mm-hmm. at the drop of a hat if I need to, but if something I like happens, I'm like, it really was deserved. And you know, of course, like a lot of gay culture is like, you know, watching these awards and like understanding what they are. But at a certain point you do have to call bullshit on. Of course. (laughs) All of it. But when they do something like Julia, you're on your feet. When Julia is pushed through, you're like, Oh, but that's just the system working the way it should. Yes, absolutely. Meanwhile, it's like, you know, they're still doing it this year. And what has even come? I don't And I guess like, I would imagine I next year will be so crowded because everyone's right. going to release their movie next year. That's weighted this year, or I don't know what will happen, but this year I'm kind of like, are we having an Oscars? What happened? They're having like, it in person. I think, it, I think they're April now. They're in April. Right. I, I mean, I, I literally know they're happening. Like I know they're just pushed back, but it's just bizarre to me. Like, I feel like uh, what are the Oscar movies quote unquote that you've seen this year? We are in December. I think truly like the thrill of a film going experience this year for me was because it's all blurring together. I'm like, Oh, right. Like, yeah. Fucking that Charlize Theron movie that came out on Netflix. I'm like, the Oh, old guard. that one. Yeah. The old guard. Like that was June. And then like the the last movie that I like felt like I was like truly like enjoying was like The Hunt, honestly. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Where I was like, it felt like I was like kind of like jacking into like a movie going experience. I don't think right. I'm, I, I don't think I've had that this year, which is unfortunate. I mean, like, I guess the Oscar movies are like Mank. Right. Which I didn't even really know what it was. And then I watched the preview for it and I was like, oh, I don't want to watch that. No, no. Yeah, I, I mean, like, I, I will because I'm sure it'll start racking up nominations from places. But like, is that the Oscar movie this year? I, the other night I watched the movie Let Them All Talk, which is the new Steven oh, right. Soderbergh movie with Another Meryl Streep. Another Steven Soderbergh film. Yes. yes. Diane Weist and Candace Bergen. And they improvise, basically. Basically, I think a, a large, vast majority of the dialogue was improvised by the actors Lucas Hedges is also in and Gemma Chan and they were given like outlines of scenes and like told to improvise based on that and as a result the movie to me felt like more of an experiment than an actual movie a good experiment that I enjoyed watching a lot of some of the dialogue was fun the performances are great but it's just not really a tightly constructed good movie mm-hmm. wasn't like an art experiment that happened on HBO Max on a boat. Oh yeah, yes, with Meryl Streep on a boat. I mean, we were we were semi joking about about Julie Roberts winning the Oscar for this being a moment that united the country, the world over. <laughs> but no one likes the same movies anymore. That is another thing. I feel like those. Well, that's not really true because sometimes a big blockbuster movie comes along and is nominated, but it doesn't happen a lot. Even when Parasite came out, you had people be like. 
I'm going to be a devil's advocate and say that it's bad. Like, yeah, it's just, that's just the, but that's just the culture now. Unfortunately, that's the big culture. It did feel really good to see at least that yes. room on television that we were watching felt Freak like out. they were unanimously excited yes. about a movie winning. And I think that is honestly what's missing is just that mm-hmm. moment where uh, like, like Green Book, The Shape of Water. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like when Green Book and I mean, Shape of Water, people say is good. But like when movies like Green Book win or like things like that, where it's just like, what is happening? It's like, where's mm-hmm. the unseen majority that's that's voting for this when it happens sometimes that way? It right. just can t- it demystifies the whole thing because I'm like, I know Green Book isn't the best movie. I know. Right, right, right. I just think in the, la- in the last decade it's been wacky as hell yeah Birdman. i remember people being like wait <laughs> yeah. what like yeah. it's, it's just been oscars i mean we're joking in the title of this day of course get it right for once they obviously have gotten it right before many times since. but <laughs> now like the conception around it maybe it's because we all sort of know how the as as an as a public how the industry works and how yeah. sometimes these awards are bought but it's like oh but wait they're there needs to be like a year because what because what won that the year that Julia won the seventy third. It was Gladiator, I think. Oh, uh, let's see. Right, I mean, I think I think the Oscars were Russell Crowe, yeah, Gladiator, Gladiator, Julia mm-hmm. Roberts, and then was that who won supporting actress that year? Marsha Gay Harden. For Marsha Gay Harden was like the big surprise. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I remember it was like. Even Gladiator, too, was like, you didn't really question it. It was just kind of happening, and it was a huge movie. But they don't really make those kinds of movies that are prestige and huge at the same time anymore. I don't know. You really realize, like, how much has changed. Like, like you used to have the industry tell you, like, this is a great movie, and people would go see it. Now it's like... Not anymore. It really doesn't happen that way. I just, have, I just like, have not kept my ear to the ground about, like, the repercussions that, like, Warner Brothers is going to have on, like, theaters and shit, or just, like, movies I that mean, it's like... you saw Timmy Chalamet's little um, statement that he made there on the end of SNL. He wore a shirt that said legendary. Legendary. Oh, yeah. right, 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 right. Which is the legendary is in dispute with Warner Brothers because, yes. you know, not every, not everyone's on the same page about what Warner Brothers is doing about dumping all their 2021 movies onto HBO Max. It's right. Just, it's controversial. Right. I guess I'm worried, but it's already like the, the, the change is already irreversible ever since like streaming has dominated our lives even before the pandemic. I mean, I will say this. I am going to be very happy as someone who wants to remain safe for as long as possible to have that oh, yeah, content. Yeah, of course. Like, of course. I, that's what I'll say. And I, I, I think that this is an inevitable and responsible thing that they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, while I can also see the other side, which is, you know, it will be a shame if this hurts the businesses of movie theater and the model of going to the movie theater, but I really don't think it will. I think that the industry will continue to be what it's always been, which is those big blockbuster movies. People are going to go see them in the movie theater because of that experience. Right. And other than that, people are going to be streaming them because that ain't the fault of the pandemic or this one studio. That is what's happening with the entire film industry. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. you can kick your feet and scream and talk about like how this is, you know, destroying the movie going experience, but it's been destroyed. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Ever since Bird Box, <laughs> it's been over. Truly, Bird though, Box like- was the meteor that crashed on the dinosaur <laughs> planet. 
of Hollywood. <laughs> Baby, and 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 as they say in the biz, ouch. Ouch. I thought you were gonna say out. Damn spot. Speaking of movies of the time, like huge movies of the time, this is when like Armageddon and Deep Impact came out, and mm-hmm. you know my ass was terrified of those movies. It was very scary. It was as a kid watching those movies, it was very scary to think of wow, we we could all die um as a result of a, a, a random cosmic event. Like huge time for like fatalism porn in movies like independence day titanic you know what i mean like mass events that cause death huge in the late 90s early aughts and i guess it stopped with like not 2012 wasn't the last of them but it was like that was the beginning where all of us had hit a wall with like okay we don't have to watch natural disasters or just like apocalypse movies and then it moved into post-apocalyptic where that's kind of different yes obviously yes but yeah that you're right that was the 90s and the aughts were like that thriving ground for those movies very interesting what were we thinking and screaming for from inside our public consciousness our collective consciousness at the time that that. we needed such titillating mm, sort of Mm. world-ending scenarios Mm. (laughs) kind of makes you think huh reader reader well anyway we're talking of course about the night that julia roberts won best actress (laughs) signifying that the oscars had finally for once gotten it right Mm. and i would say that um Julia continues to be, just to put a fasten on this, continues to be one of the most interesting, dynamic queens yes. that we have out there ruling the screen. Would you consider her a queen ruling the screen? I would consider her a queen with a scepter in hand, waving it across the realm. But she's got two hands on it. My sister, Matt, is holding the scepter. I'm sort of holding the scepter. But look, this is good improv. This is good prop work. Like, this is really good object work. Yes, yes. This is me holding good a boom m- now. Mime, anyway. mime girl. Podcast famously a visual medium. Julia Roberts is a queen ruling the screen. <sighs> Once and for all, we serve at her pleasure. Mary fuck kill. Julia Roberts, Sandra Bullock, Cameron Diaz. Ooh. I truly thought Cameron Diaz was the, was the most beautiful woman on earth. Okay, so that means for a long time. So I'm gonna fuck her. Okay, Mary Julia kill Sandra. I'm sorry. Damn, Sandra, Sandra the, with the blind side. I, I, it's funny that you have two Oscar winners and Cameron Diaz. <laughs> well, they were the queens that ruled the screen at that time because Meg Ryan kind of said, "See ya." I would have thrown like Reese Witherspoon in there, maybe. You feel? Okay, well, I feel, I feel that Reese Witherspoon kind of rose at the end Hathaway time. Interesting. Okay, I did adjust the fulcrum that you were setting, which was late nineties, early aughts, mid yeah. to late nineties. Yes, queens of the screen nineties that went from like rom coms into like prestige, semi action prest and prestige. Yes, yes. I'm unfortunately gonna have to kill Sandra. Yeah. Wow, Joel Kim Booster is shook. I know. I know. And um, I would have to say that I would do the same. Well, let me give you one this time. Go ahead and give it to me, Daddy. Reese Witherspoon. Okay. It's already so hard. Anne Hathaway. Oh, my God. And that woman. Get ready. Get ready for it. Kate Hudson. I would literally, I knew my sister was going (laughs) to do this to me. Because he knows that I love Kate Hudson. 
I live for her. That's why you're such a twisty snake is because now (laughs) it just got actually hard. I am. And this is brutal. I have to marry Reese because she Mm -hmm. is just, she's everything to me. I love her. She's been the star of all my favorite things. Legally Blonde is one of my favorite things ever. (laughs) I'm going to have to fuck Kate Hudson because you gotta, you gotta fuck Kate Hudson. You're going to kill Anne. And I'm going to kill Anne, even though it hurts me, pains me so much to do so. I just feel like out of the three of them, maybe we've seen everything we need to see for me. You think? She's done it all. She has convinced me she's a legend. She really has. I'm like, well done, Anne, as as I take her out of the world. I think there is a future waiting for her as as she continues to age up where she can do some interesting things. I can you imagine Anne Hathaway with like just a, a few crow's feet, some gray hair? Oh, it's going to be epic. That. It's going to be truly amazing. And you, but that's the, I guess I don't know. I yeah, that's very hard. Very hard Bowen Yang. And honestly, hmm. the readers are going to be really mad at me for fucking Kate Hudson. What's not to want to fuck with Kate Hudson? And I feel bad that Anne had to die because I didn't want to like we love Fuck her. because I love how much you love Nine and Almost Famous and everything else. Cinema and- Italiano. <laughs> he loves the cinema Italiano. I love her like stupid white girl performance of Cinema Italiano. Guido, Guido, Guido. <laughs> the Viaminetto. Like driving down. You are amazing. I feel like Kate. That's why I, I you are Kate. You are Kate Hudson. I think that I am an Anne. But that is, there's so much beauty and power in that. We know that people think we try so hard, you know? But the thing about you and Anne, you try hard, but that results in moments of sheer brilliance that none of your contemporaries are capable of. And that is Anne Hathaway down. She really stands above her entire generation, I feel. And they sat home the circus and the rodeo clowns. I've never been a natural. All I do is try, 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 try. 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 Me and Taylor. Oh. Cut from the same cloth. Yes. Whereas it's like me, Kate Hudson, and like. Honestly, <laughs> Rihanna. Kate Hudson is the Rihanna of movie stars. Oh. She, she doesn't, give a, doesn't give a fuck. Very that. <laughs> very, very, very that energy. Like, whatever. Fuck. Let's just go smoke out back. My parents are so fucking famous and rich. Is that Kate Hudson as a teenager? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My mom's Goldie Hawn. Let's fucking smoke a joint. Yeah, it's fine. Hello. She said those words verbatim. I guarantee it. Dude, it's fine. My mom's Goldie Hawn. What the fuck? <laughs> you think they're going to arrest me? Are you fucking crazy? <laughs> this is. My stepdad is Kurt Russell. I'm not going to get arrested for smoking a joint. One of you girls. Yes. Eat my pussy. Now, I said. One of you girl. Please. (laughs) It's just becoming me now. Everyone, no, because that's what we're saying is that you're okay. One of you girls listening. One of you girls. If you want to do a front-facing video of of Matt doing an impression of Kate Hudson as a teenager... I think there are so many beautiful layers to that that I think the world, the internet will disappear because of the sheer impact. Should I do a wait for it web series called Teen Kate Hudson? 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, yes. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> Teen Kate. <laughs> Oh my god, that's the funniest idea anyone has. I'm not even lying. Anyone has ever had stupid bed. Oh my well, god. To be continued. To be continued. Well, this hold has been me day accountable, 10. readers. We hold Matt, hold Matt accountable on this Christmas week. Okay, <sighs> and what we have to say to Aaron, uh, to Aaron Brockovich, to both Aaron Brockovich. What we say and to her Julia is, "Thank Roberts. you, Queen. She's been do- you, remaining Queen. doing the good work." Yes, absolutely. And what we say to Julia Roberts, winning the Oscar, Best Actress, Julia Roberts. The Oscars get it right for once. We say, and I, I want to thank you for giving me for the giving best, me the best day. Day. My mom's Goldie Hawn. Eat my pussy right now. My mom is Goldie Hawn. She has a fucking Oscar inside for cactus flower. It's fine. Smoke this joint. Good boy. Now eat my fucking pussy. (laughs) Oh, wow. That just feels really bad. Stop. You can stop. No big deal. Just... Let me drive you home. Okay, bye. (laughs) (laughs) There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. You know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Crocs, clogs, and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort and creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. When the music of Celine Dion makes sweet Canadian love with the Oscar-winning film Titanic, you get Titanique, a campy, unhinged, chaotic night out. Find out what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night from Celine Dion's totally real and historically accurate perspective. Some say Titanic is the best gay nightclub in the city, and those people are me. And me. So set sail with this kooky, crazy off-Broadway hit and get tickets today at titaniquemusical.com. Get tickets today at titaniquemusical.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.